episode 20 of What the Fuck America, Kitchen Table Conversations. Sometimes we serve coffee, sometimes cocktails, always our opinion. And today we are discussing the opioid epidemic, and the word of the week will be fentanyl. But first, uh, let's do some chatter. Yeah, some some just general, the stuff my daughter doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Where we just talk about That's ourselves. Right, where we just talk about ourselves in <laughs> our week. Where, the, where my critique came in. Oh my gosh, this week. We have been flooded just all oh, week. Oh shit, right. I bet you have. I was, you know, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that, but <laughs> sorry, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it has been raining. You know, every day. Every day since Monday. Shit. It has rained. I know you hate that too. Oh my gosh, I hate that. And... Yes. I mean, Wilson hasn't even been to work uh-huh. till well, yesterday. Have y'all been having a honeymoon? Hmm? Have y'all been having a honeymoon since she, he hasn't had to go to work? <laughs> well, we have been stuck make the most of your in the trailer for every yeah. day with nothing but the pouring down rain. It gets it to you. It doesn't feel like a honeymoon. <laughs> it gets to you. Wait, yeah. I have to say we did catch up on some sleep because when you sleep in this bedroom in this uh, camper... The air is blowing on you. It's the the fan is blowing on you, and you can shut the door, and it's completely blacked out. So, and then you got the rain on top of it. So, oh yeah, yeah you could sleep. You could sleep hard. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. Yeah, goodness. it's good to appreciate the things that you can appreciate right. about it. <laughs> so, right. yes, and we were doing that, and then, and he needed to catch up because he had been. Um, worked very very hard before that so yeah then we did that's all we've done all week and i worked, you know worked on my youtube and that's it yeah we're playing we've been playing games and doing you know we've been trying to still be plugged into each other after the after our vacation because you know, on vacation, it's you You spend a lot of time together, you're focused on each other, and it was fun, you know? So we've been attempting to continue that, though our work schedules are screwy, and I'm going back to work in the office on Monday. Oh, yay! Yep, and you know, it's funny because, remember, I'm like, I hate working from home. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as they said I'm going to go back to the office, I was like, you know, working from home's not that bad. <laughs> I started finding things to like about working from home. And the last two days, like prior to this, because it was a new job and everything, I would like get up early and like get ready and get dressed and do my hair still, even though I was just at home all day. I don't know why the hell I was doing that. And so the last like three days, I just got up at the last minute. Got, you know, didn't put my bra on before I checked in, you know, like, did, like everything, <laughs> you know, the opposite. And I was like, man, I got extra sleep. It was, <laughs> I was like taking advantage. Oh, man. It was pretty good. And then, and now I'm like, okay, it's over. So now we're going to go back and we have to wear masks in the main area until August 1. And August 1, they said anybody who's vaccinated can choose not to wear a mask there but like i said i don't know if i told you but my ex-boss got covid did you know that already yeah yeah you well, did he's say that been really time. sick i mean he oh, had to no. go to, into the hospital two times um he didn't have to get on a ventilator or anything and he wasn't critical 
but he had trouble with his oxygen and he had to go into the hospital again yesterday to get some help, like some kind of therapy or something. Does he have that new strain? Uh, you know, they wouldn't tell him that. What? So he doesn't know that yet. He doesn't know that. Maybe and they don't know. Maybe they don't know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that just really tells me we're all going to need a booster. Because he was vaccinated, right? Yeah, he was in the trial. So his vaccination was like nine months older than ours. Oh. You know? I was just thinking that that booster... I have conspiracy theories about the booster, but okay. the booster, I just feel like really we're already talking about a booster. You don't have boosters within months. Like that seems weird to me. Um, it doesn't to me. Um, and the reason why it doesn't is because like, think about it with the flu shot, you get it every year. Oh yeah. Well, that's you know? the flu. Yes. You get it every so. year and that's a virus. So it's more like a flu shot and not really a vaccine because right. vaccines are more like you know for a long time right well what i and and w were you the one who told me that they were talking about mixing the flu shot and the coronavirus no shot together really so that so that they would administer that once a year yeah um just like just like they do with the flu shot only include it so you're getting both wow and that would be smart you know, yeah, but they already run out shot. of that damn flu shot. They all do, the time. but they they need to get their shit together because people can't be running out of the coronavirus shot. Right. Um. People are still dying. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it it's less people, but but there's definitely a woman at work that I'm aware of who will not get the vaccine. And um, how much you want to bet she isn't going to wear a mask? I mean, well, they don't check. Who has? I, I don't or think not? that they can. I mean, it's a law office. They can't demand that you prove that you know it's it's, it's private property. I they think it's HIPAA. Can. I think it's a HIPAA violation in some because it's medical. Well, that well Wilson's work. They they check. You have to have your COVID. In fact, I I laminated Wilson's because they come around. They check because if you don't have a mask on, you they're gonna. And you don't have that pop, COVID you card. Get for that. You, you have to leave. Oh well, I mean, I wish they would. Myself, I mean. Well, they said something. Somebody said something about it being their prerogative or whatever. Uh huh. And they couldn't fire them, but they. Oh, but it's a private company, so they have. They can enforce their own law their policies, right? Right. Yeah, I mean they enforce other kinds of policies. Absolutely. But, but they aren't med but they aren't medical policies. You know, they yeah. aren't about your health, you know. No, I guess not, but I think that I mean, I think a lot of these companies are going to raise that flag of this is a private company. This is what I want this is what we want to keep our uh employees safe. So right. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I, I'm all for it. And um, I, where did you, how did you laminate your card? <laughs> you just get the little thing at Walmart and it says self-laminating. Okay. Well, yeah, Matthew's there easy. every day, but I'll tell you, it's like, you know, a fucking act of God. <laughs> it's going to gonna be over. Tell him to go look in the, um, if he ever gets over there. Yeah. Tell him to go look in the office supplies. <laughs> 
Yesterday I was telling him, I was like, oh, I need to get something. And he's like, well, we'll have to make a trip for that. I was like, you're at Walmart every fucking day. Why can't you just get it while you're there? Right. Why can't he? Because it's he opened all the time. To go. He just, he's like, the minute that I get off work, I just want to leave. I'm like, well, go over there on your 15 minute break. God damn it. Right. And he's like, I don't get a 15 minute break. Are you crazy? <laughs> What? He's supposed to get two 15-minute breaks. I think that that is um, out the door. Oh, yeah. I really that doesn't, do. It doesn't count any. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, count he, anymore. It doesn't count anymore. You know, and he, I mean, he's like, he works real late and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I figured the day, since you guys still are on that post-vacation time, I feel like, I know you're not, but I feel like it is. Anyway, I thought today would be perfect because I was thinking that they're going to punish Matthew for a while and make him work weekends because he was gone for so long. I know. And then I've got like three or four days in August he has to stay home because because we have, we're have we having the roof replaced and the dogs can't be here by themselves. And, uh, you know, there's stuff. There's just stuff happening. We got to take the dogs to the vet. Right. You know, I was telling him, he's like, I was like, I've got a new job, and, you know, normally at my last job, it was really flexible, and I took care of everything, and it's your turn, buddy. Right. <laughs> because I got to I gotta be reliable, and, you know, I've been gone some for at a new job, so I have to really, really make up for that. Right, right. And his job should be way more flexible. Why can't he just go into the person that makes his schedule and say... Look, these are the days ahead of time. I'm letting you know. Well, he, you know, and think about his personality too. He yeah. he doesn't like to ask for anything. You know, he he would go. He would like make himself inconvenience himself a thousand times before he would inconvenience anybody else but me. <laughs> but you know, and I'm like, God damn it! You know, I'm the one who does everything for you. Right. <laughs> if yeah, you're going to inconvenience yourself for someone, it needs to be me. Right. Yeah, so, but he has, because he's been there so long, he has five weeks of PTO every year. Wow. And so, you know, he ends up losing some of that. Every year? Yeah, every year, because he just doesn't get to take it, or doesn't ask to take it, you know? And I think he can only get paid out for, like, one week of it. So I've been encouraging him to take more PTO, because that's your benefit. You worked there for 26 years. Right. When you work somewhere for 26 years, you need to take your fucking benefits, you know? Right. It's not like they give them a lot of benefits. They just give them limited benefits. So take advantage of them. Correct. And he needs to think of it as pay. It, this is your pay. It is. For, it is his pay. And know. he gets paid not well enough for the amount of time he's been there. Right. And and that is where he he, he should be taking it. Right. Are they still understaffed? Oh, always. I mean, they were understaffed way before any of this shit started. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's just their M.O. Yeah. They get rid of a bunch of people to save money and then True. fuck over the people that are left because they just get rich on the backs of the, of the employees and pay them shit and treat them like crap. Well, that's and, what... Uh, you know, that's just... If anybody doesn't think that about Walmart, they're crazy. Oh, no. What a thankless piece of knows. shit job that is. Working it is there. a piece of shit job. And it then, is. you know, if you can avoid shopping there, do it. Because fuck them. 
I did it for two years. I should oh, I should continue, yeah. but it's a little bit more difficult when you're on the road to right. eliminate that Walmart. But I did do it. I refused to go and buy anything from Walmart for two years. It was so hard. And I still remember the years when there was no Walmart and you did you had other sources, you know, little mom and pops and stuff like that. And so it was it was very difficult. Um, you got used to it. But yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did do that. I would encourage more people to do it because guys, you're gonna discover so many more places than Yeah. And the you know, you're gonna support People who, you know, real human beings who are trying to have businesses and survive. Right. Yes. And, you know, we need to stop this influx from China. So. Everybody who works there, like, he's got some good friends that work there. And they're like, they're like, the customers who come in there are such assholes. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the people that are regulars and the people who come in there all the time and do their grocery shopping there and all that. They are, they're like, we have the worst customers of all stores. <laughs> I was like, you probably actually do. You do. I yeah. mean, I've seen it. I've seen them be treated really badly. It's because these people are used to convenience. This is their, where they're masters of their, you know, whole universe. This is where they think that they can push people around. It's any. Yeah. It's like anybody that isn't a very respectful human being is going to be marching their little butts in there and showing it. Yeah. That's how I feel about those people. And I shop there and Matthew works there. So I just think that it's, I think people would be better off if they would look around their little town and shop at local places. Period. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I do have, if I was going to say something nice about them, I guess it's that because Matthew's worked there for so long, he's grandfathered into some things, like he has stock. And when I when we first got together, every year we'd cash out the stock because we were broke. <laughs> yeah. And so slowly but surely, since we've been together, you know, we've done better financially and paid off our debt and stuff. Now we don't touch the stock, and it's been growing. So that's a nice, like, thing to... Have, you know, to have some yeah. peace of mind. If, if some horrible emergency happened, we do have access to that. If we need it for our retirement, if we never touch it, it'll be there. And, and in a new job, he probably wouldn't get that. No, you're not you know? going to get so, that. And he's got good 401k. And, you know, as much as I say he doesn't make much money or whatever, we really do maximize his 401k. So we put like 15% of his pay into his 401k. That's awesome. So that we can build that up too. Right. You got a plan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does help us. It's very stable, you know. Right. It's a real stay. I'm I'm less stable. He's more stable. I'm a bigger money maker because I move around and stuff. Right. You know. But he has the, you know, he also has that ability to have the um what do you call it? <laughs> the getting there at the end uh, retirement fund jeez yeah yeah he's got he's got the good one and i'm i'm just starting so yeah yeah so this week they blew up that miami building 
Yeah. And it was so sad. I know. And then they're talking about um, getting rid of multiple buildings that that can't pass, which is great. Get ahead of it, you know. Right. But those people, like this, they had one little old lady that lost everything. Like everything. I mean, some of those people were on fixed incomes. And that was their, what are they going to do? Right. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? And everything's so much more expensive now. Right. So you have a lot of people and now, and then if you're going to displace more people, it's yeah. going to get worse. And Miami's yeah. not known to, you know, be cheap. No. Yeah, that all of it's sad. It is you know? so sad. And their government, you know, is like our government. They don't care about the little people. Yeah. No. You no. Know? They're not looking out for average Joe. They they only really care about the rich folks over there, just like Texas. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. That is true. Who was it? I, I, I feel like I was, um, oh, it wasn't that long ago, but I, I feel like I was on like Facebook or something and I said something critical about Texas and somebody was like, if you don't like it, get the fuck out. And I was like, you know, fuck you. I have every right to stay exactly where I am and talk shit about it if that's what I want to do. Right. You know, and, and, you know, this is my home, but I don't have to say everything about it's perfect because I live here. No. You know, I'm allowed to, to analyze what's wrong with where I live, you know, and my and government. And try to correct it. Yeah. Like they're going to talk shit about things they want to talk shit about. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, oh, if you don't like the, if you don't like the government of the U.S., get the fuck out. Oh, fuck you. Right. <laughs> I don't have it's to get the fuck out. It's all about trying to better your state. Not, it's not, you know, or let's point out the things that are wrong so we can fix them. Yeah. And so we can talk about how we could get these clowns out of office because they're, they don't care about the residents of our state. You know, I mean, that's not being um, anti-patriotic. That's being, in my opinion, that's being patriotic. Correct. I think so. so. I mean, that's what a patriot does. They love their country above everything else. So that's what you're doing. You're making it right. Yeah. My loyalty is with all the people of our country or of our state, you know, and not Greg Abbott and not Ken Paxton. Right. And not those a-holes. Right. It's not about the politician. It's about the people. Period. Yeah. I keep on wondering if Matthew McConaughey is really going to step up. I don't know. He was at Charles. You guys got a new soccer field, and he was there. Yeah. And he's part owner or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He was there. Yeah, he's all, he loves Texas. And, um, but he also, what did he say? He, He said something controversial and got a bunch of shit on the news media for it. He said something about, oh, for 4th of July. He said, uh, I guess I need to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he said something that he got in hot water for. Well, he was doing his, what do you call it, the soccer game and everything. And he was, people love him. People love him. So they're going to, they're going to do, you know, they, he would win. Yeah. Greg Abbott, I think win. that you guys have turned blue enough that Matthew McConaughey will win. Well, I don't know that he'd run as a Democrat. I mean, he I'm might not, saying not be he a would. Democrat. 
Yeah. I'm not saying he would, but anybody's better than Abbott. Right. And he, you're definitely, he could kick Abbott's ass. Yeah. I mean, everybody would vote for him. They would. They would vote for him because they, you know, he thinks he's going to be a centrist. Right. He does. And, you know, more power to him. Go ahead. Okay, so let's see. He gave a, a reflective uh, oh he a, refre- a reflective address to Twitter in honor of Fourth of July. Let's see what it says. I don't want to watch the video. So he said, as we celebrate our independence today, as we celebrate our birth as a nation, the day that kickstarted a revolution uh, to gain our sovereignty, let's admit that this last year, this trip around the sun was also another head scratcher. The actor told his followers. But let's also remember that we're babies as a country. We're basically going through puberty in comparison to other countries' timeline. And we're going to go through growing pains. We are going through growing pains. Yeah, see, I agree. That was a stupid thing to say. Because it's like dismissing all this bad shit that's been happening. And and, and make excuse, making excuses for it. Yeah. There's no excuse for Trump. No, there wasn't. You know, that was just a huge fucking failure. Now, see, I don't think it was a bad thing to say. I think it was real. Like, this is real. Why can't oh, we does, ever be It's so be funny honest? you say that. Because his next thing he says is, this is not an excuse. This is just the reality. <laughs> <laughs> see, and th- I just... He said, and is. this is good because we got to lo- keep learning. We got to keep maturing. We got to keep striving. We got to keep climbing. We got to keep building and we got to make sure we maintain hope along the way as we continue to evolve. Why? Because it's who we are. Yes. And I've said this for years about our country is we're babies. We're babies. If anybody that studies world history, we are the little babies. We just have been able to grow very fast. We were able to dominate a lot. And we have been a force to be reckoned with, but we're still young. Right. It's true. I mean, it's true. And look, look around, like look at Brexit. And right. Look at all the problems that countries that are way older than us have had. And, and right. you know, at least we haven't had the kinds of, well, so that, 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 that makes a point, you know. I mean, we haven't had the kind of infighting that Europe has had. Um, no. that has split them apart or, you know, caused America to even be born. I guess we are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to remember that Europe is an accumulation of everything that was taken over. So you started out with one part that conquered another part that conquered another part. And this goes over thousands of years. Right. And so then... Now, those places want their sovereignty back. They want it. Yeah, they're fighting for what they what they had before. What they believe that is right. Just like, you know, black people want to say that, you know, they're they want their part back. They want they want to reown who they are when yeah. they were taken. I mean, they and and they want to be um to be reimbursed for being set back as a yeah. as a race as an entire as race, race you know? that's an entire race so you know you could think of it in terms of that kind of when we say we're young we haven't had that and we probably won't because 
we didn't, the only people that we conquered were the Native Americans. We didn't, the, we haven't and the, conquered and the anybody to bring them back into here, in, into our country, to make them part of our country, except for, I mean, part of Mexico. But that was, that's already been established that's back. That's so long ago. Right. Well, and, but so our wars, you know, just like everybody else's wars, and I'm going to call it war. Because right now what we're having is like leading to a war, in my opinion, is religious. It's a religious conflict. So there's this problem where the Christians want to take over the government. And they yeah. want the government to be Christian. <laughs> right. And yeah, you're instead right. Instead of keeping it separate, right? And and the whole point of this of establishing this country, and as far as I know, was to separate religion and government. Exactly. But so, yeah, it, you're right. And they wanted it to go back. And that's, you know, that uh, the religious episode that we did, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Is that people want to st continue to be, to have religion and mixed with government, which our forefathers never wanted. None of them were religious people. Right. So, Stop trying. They, they're continually trying to do it, too. But even if they were religious, they didn't want religion as part of their government. And that's what I wish that these Christians could figure out, is that, you know, you're welcome to your religion. I mean, all day long, you know, go for it. Sing and that's it why you rooftops. live in America. Yeah, exactly. sing it from the rooftops, right on. Hang out together, you know. But just don't force it on anyone else and don't try to make it part of the country's government. Right. And that for some reason that's too difficult a concept, you know? No, they just want everybody. They're, they're the Jehovah witnesses that are knocking at everybody's door. But if Jehovah witness knocked on their door, they'd yell at them, but they're yeah. doing it. They but just do it in a thing. more subtle way and assume that everybody should think like they do. Right, it's so disgusting. Yeah, I I find that Christians are very presumptuous. They think that they that everybody should and does think like them, and they will speak to you as if you you believe them, like you believe everything that they do. I've had to I've had to cut people off before, like just yeah. saying it. Just they'll start, and I'll and I'll have to say, and I know you've said you've done that before. Oh, I do that. Said, yeah, you're right. You do do that. <laughs> I and do I don't that. normally do it, but I've noticed that being in the South, I've really had to be okay. This is where I'm from, and I don't, I'm not in complete agreement with you on that. And right. and you see the look of shock on their face. Yeah, what I usually say is, and I, I guess I, I just am realizing, I, I think my norm is to say, you know, I respect uh, I respect your religion and your right to your religion. Um, and, you know, I'm not religious, but I still ha am able to respect you, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then usually I'll say that, and that'll just be enough. Right. Because they'll be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna end that and then oh and then they realize like okay i guess i need to be respectful too yeah even though i don't respect the fact that you aren't religious right and right and even if even if they aren't being respectful at least they hide it better yeah it's true then they then they know they have to hide it right yeah, it's kind of like yeah. racism. Oh, I got a new sweatshirt. It says, we'll trade racist for refugees. 
<laughs> and I wore it last night in the movie because it was cold. I got the t-shirt and the sweatshirt. I love it. That's and, hilarious. Um, my husband's like, did you get one for me? And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I suppose we could share it, you know. Oh, my goodness. I love that he wanted one and that he thought of you. Oh, yeah. He he definitely, sometimes he wants one, wants what I want, like, when it comes to that. Like, I just retired my I Hate Trump t-shirt collection <laughs> for the most part. I mean, because they, they're not pertinent anymore. I had that one super callous, fragile, racist, sexist, not my POTUS oh. <laughs> t-shirt. So that one isn't pertinent any longer. I mean, I could keep it. If, so that if somebody else <laughs> gets elected that's a total piece of shit, I could wear it. There you go. But yeah, so I was kind of retiring my t-shirts and um, and just keeping the ones that are still pertinent. Like, I have one that says, Believe Women. I love that. I have a little assortment of them. Oh my goodness. I just got done watching that uh, Pharaoh and Alan. Oh, you did? Did it Maybe. drive Did it make you... Did it drive you crazy a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. I kept going back and forth. Like, I'm like, this, is it real? Is it true? You know? And yeah. then the psychologists in the movie were just saying, or in the documentary, it's not really a movie, yeah. but they were saying how people, they would rather believe women are hysterical than men could do such a horrible thing. And I think... When they started saying that, that's when I started feeling like they are so right. Because I've read history before where women, especially um, women that stand up and talk for themselves or have, and we're talking about even in the 19th century, people that, women that would be sentimental institutions. Yeah, that was the for, norm. That was a norm. And treat it like you're hysterical there were there were a million reasons why they would do that. So, like, if women enjoyed sex, you know, like mm -hmm. women who enjoyed sex, like if a man believed that his because his wife enjoyed sex, maybe she was cheating. Then they threw her in a mental institution. Yeah, for for enjoy being hysterical for enjoying sex. Yeah. Women who were moody because they had bad periods, you know, or whatever they had PMS. Yes. Mental institution. <laughs> right. And you know, you should read the book 1,000 Women. Oh, because I... have you ever read it? Well, I have a book called 1,000 Nudes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it made What's me think that? of that. <laughs> it's like pictures. It's nude pictures, 1,000 nude pictures. <laughs> and it's really neat. <laughs> okay, that's not at all what okay, this well, other book After is we about. get off of here, I'm going to go pull it out and look at it again. <laughs> But okay, a thousand women. It's a thousand women, and it's a, it, the only ref, um, reference I'm going for is that because because there's it's a whole story and it's a wonderful story and it's based on truth. But in the beginning, these women are all. Long story short, is that these women all have different background stories of hysteria, and this is why they get put into a bad position right. for the rest of their lives. And I mean a horrible, horrible position and horrible things are done to them. But I think you should read it. It's really good. It's so I'm mean, horrific. And, and you know, what's really, you know, I had a moment where when we started talking about this, where I got that like 
building up of of anger and frustration and freak out, you know, mm-hmm. which feels almost like anxiety. I, people like my dad and, you know, my old boss and these these men in their 60s or whatever, they're like, oh, sexual, um, you know, sexual molestation and 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 sexual assault and that stuff. Oh, it hap- doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen as often as, you know, people make it out to. I'm like, that is fucking bullshit. It happens way more. It yeah. happens way more than you think it happens. And like so many of my friends, including myself, have been molested as ch- as children and as young uh, young women and or raped, you know, yep. including myself, you know, and I don't know a single fucking woman who doesn't have some history of something like that because of the society that we live in and our inability to recognize that it's true and that it happens. Right. You know? Yeah. That's why men continue to get away with it. And that's why, you know, I struggle in my marriage, in my relationships to be healthy, be a good partner, because I still struggle with all that stuff. And 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 we've got women all over the place going through the same fucking thing. And, and then we still can't call it what it is. And that fucking bastard Bill Cosby's out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, I'm like, well, how come we can't nail these fuckers for life? Right. You know, that guy sexually assault, drugged and sexually assaulted like 35 women or something. And and we can't nail him? He could, did he get out on a technicality? He did. Is that what he it did. was? He did. He did get out. He's trying to say that he got out because he was, because the truth came out. Oh, fuck him. There's 34 other women besides the one he got convicted about. Oh. So, so, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that number. It's approximately 34 other women. So, like, how come we can't get him on one of those? You know why? Statute of limitations. So why is there a statute of limitations on rape and yeah. sexual assault? Yes. You know, oh, after four years, it doesn't count anymore. Bull fucking shit. And the, the, the whole thing about that, the whole thing about rape and sexual assault is that it takes a long time for a woman to, you may not be able to talk about it or bring it out or even know it yourself until you have therapy sometimes. Yeah. You know, some yeah. women, you know, ne- don't talk about it because it's their family member and they don't, it's going to destroy their family. Right. It's trauma and you wouldn't, it's trauma. And so people would not be able to express the trauma. A lot yeah, of there's no stead, there, there's no fast, steady timeline you can count on for that. True, that's so, true. You can't, and you're right. And it should be that law should needs to be changed. It really does. That's absolutely. And you know why it doesn't change? Because all these men are scared shitless. Because they're like, well, what have I done? You know, right. I mean, there are men who realize, okay, in in high school or college. I was having sex with that girl, and she said she wanted to stop, and I didn't stop. Yeah. That, she might call that rape. Right. God knows I don't want to, you know, I don't want that to come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah. Eventually, it would stop. I mean, they they need to figure it out. That is right. something that just really needs to be figured out, and I definitely agree that the statue of limitations that's ridiculous that's crazy and then and that's another reason why they didn't want they want to keep women out of government 
You know, they want to keep women down because at some point, if women get enough power, they're going to have to pay the price for their bad deeds. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're not going to get away with it anymore. It's not like women don't have bad deeds. So, sure. I mean, we've done stuff too. But yeah, we're, we're evil bitches sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, but it's not the government, it's not wrapped around the government. And these old white guys, everything is wrapped around their needs oh, yeah. and wants. Well, and you know, let's just be real. You know, women can be mean and spiteful and vengeful and vindictive, but it it um, it very rarely includes uh, uh, any kind of sexual or uh, right. It's normally not sexual, and it's normally like they could be abusive, but they're normally not sexually. It's not sexually driven, right? You know, so so that element of it is is fairly infrequent. You know, when it comes to women. Right. And also, they're not typically murderers. I mean, they sometimes they are, but but for the most part, no. And they're not like mass shooters. Yeah, they're and if not. They, if they are, they're with a man who's a mass shooter. Like the right. one lady was, it was, she was with her partner. And that's why she was doing it, like Bonnie and Clyde. Right. And were they, but was she mentally incapable or was she the leader? Like, you have to... Yeah. I most think of them are being held hostage. Or, e yeah. Or, either or, in their mind or with their body. Right. And that's why they do these things. I'm not saying all of them. them right. There's plenty that could be leading the band. Yeah, that's true. And there are, like, like evil, evil, evil women. And, like, there's been women that are, like, head of the cartel or, you know... So, right. so you see that, but, but you just don't see it that often. It's just not as common. No, That's it's all. not as common at all. Okay, let's get into this shit because okay. we're running out of time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Morgan. <laughs> Listen, we are talking about the opioid epidemic, and I'm going to give you some facts. The opioid deaths, this is unbelievable what I found out. Opioid deaths rose 29% during the pandemic. Oh, I believe that. Yep. With the, with the overload of the pandemic and the election, the illegal drug trade has actually been able to multiply their efforts and oh. bring in more stuff. Sure. We had a act in place. It's called the STOP Act, S-T-O-P, or Synthetic Trafficking and Overdose Prevention Act. And guess what? has not been enforced at all. So these criminals, these cartels, are shipping illegal opioids to America via the international po postal system. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that everything... They, they have stuff already in place. It's just lack of being enforced because of the... Really, because of the wall. And right. that's a that's one of them. That's one of them. Um, but just lack of enforcement. So they so each package that enters the US is supposed to have an electrona data. It's an advanced electrona data. And most of the stuff that's coming in does not. So it's all the information oh. about 
the shipper, the contents, and other in you know tracking info on all packages. Yeah, and the it's called the AED. The lack of the AED in the past couple of years have led the Chinese criminals to advertise on the internet that they want to just use the international postal system. So they're just blatantly doing it. Right. Right there. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you know, just like everything else here, the postal service is um, is is not fully staffed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. It's true that the postal service is not fully staffed, but when packages are coming in, I mean, these are anything that's being shipped, it's an easy it's an easy get. Yeah. It's just not being done. Just not being done. And, you know, if you wanted to create some jobs, there's an opportunity right there. Right. I mean, Trump and uh, Trump wanted to disband the Postal Service completely. He wanted to get rid of the Postal Service because he saw it as an opportunity to create a private company that could uh, get rich doing that. Yeah. You know, if you get rid of the Postal Service through the government, then you can establish a private company that can be wealthy beyond your imagination right and who would and the thing is if the postal system is running in the red what makes him think that i mean then everything goes if people complain now if a letter costs 53 cents yeah well the postal service is running in the red because they want it to it's not because it, it had to you know i mean there it's just been run into the ground it's just right. been intentionally run into the ground and 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 it's really sad because we need it to be reliable, right? We need there's so many reasons our medications, right? right? You know all the all these reasons that we need the postal service to be everything in in the in the law in the legal field. You know that's used. We stopped using the postal service for delivery of legal documents for the most part because it's unreliable. Yeah, I, no, I agree. So it's been successful. It's been successful, but this is one of the side effects of it, of, well, <laughs> of that kind of behavior, of that Republican fucking kind of behavior. You know what? That's so, it's so weird you should say that from the Postal Service because Amazon uses the Postal Service still once in a while. And I was <laughs> expecting a package in Sunday, last Sunday or a Sunday, and it said undeliverable, undeliverable. And I was like, what are they talking about? It's right there. Like, how is it undeliverable? It's right at the road. It's almost, it's impossible. So Monday morning, I call them and I finally get to the postal service or the postal thing. First of all, I'm, you know, running with the government agency. And he's like, well, I can't help you because it's not local and you'll have to call the, that. Okay, fine. I'll call the local. So I call the local one and... She's like, yeah, it was undeliverable. It'll be delivered today. And I said, well, what made it? I just want to know what made it undeliverable because I, there was nothing that was undeliverable. I was right. there. I've, I get packages here all the time. All the time. You know <laughs> right. what she tells me? She goes, well, we, we don't deliver on Sunday. And I said, then why did you say deliver it was undeliverable? So you lied. <laughs> It's like, so I need, and I told her, I was like, so I need to let Amazon know not to use you because you're going to lie and say it's undeliverable and actually deliver it the next day. She says, yep. Oh. And that's it. That was it. Yep. I was like, okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So even though 
<laughs> our shitty and completely desecrated U.S. Customs and Border Protection agencies ha- have done nothing. They, they've uh-huh. required all of this by them, but they were so annihilated by the Trump yeah. organization that it just has slipped through. So our rise in drug paraphernalia, not paraphernalia, but drugs, drugs. Yeah. coming in has risen. Yeah, That's so why. the whole like idea of build the wall, I mean, their idea of build the wall was to keep out immigrants, but... right. But it also was to keep out drugs. I mean, remember all the Mexicans were drug were drug dealers and rapists and everything, right? According to Trump. According oh, but there's Trump. a few good ones, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a few good Mexicans, I guess. <laughs> that should be a movie because we because he really likes taco bowls or whatever the fuck that shit was. So, um, <laughs> what? Know, I mean, like I'm like I hate him so much still. I it just <laughs> bubbles up inside of me. But. Um, but so so build a wall, but then, you know, ruin everything that keeps us truly safe. Right. And because you're really you're you're dismantling things that need that have other jobs than what your small brain thinks that they fathom. Do. Right. Right. Because that's or, one or, of the things or that he they can do. fathom it. And it's just another way to make himself rich that that he just doesn't care. There's something in it for him. You know, right. or them, because there's a whole fucking bunch of them. But like, there's even though it it's it's devastating for the American public, which it's their fucking jobs to to look out for. You know, I mean, there's some p- bit of it that can pad their pocket, and if they can put some dollars in their pocket, who cares if you know if thousands of Americans die of drug overdoses? Maybe those people needed to die because they were the bottom of the barrel. That's the way they think. That's what I, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that, that I believe they, they, they don't think about the people that are marginalized at all. Right. right. And that's kind of where I'm going with that. Well, I mean, let's, some of the things that need to be done right now. Okay. Cause I'm kind of going backwards with everything, but the packages without these AEDs must not be accepted or delivered. U.S. Postal Service. They need to refuse Stop. all right. the packages. Just period. They need to spend the money and enforce the confiscation, enforce all of the tens of millions of packages entering the U.S. right now. We we also need to address the fact that China does not put AEDs on their packages. That's something else that we need to address. And money needs to be spent by our government to do it. And then the criminal cartels from China can stop sending the fentanyl, the illegal fentanyl. And what happens is, so we can't have just like, okay, a ban on China. Because what they do is they take little countries, they send it to little countries, they set up a little cartel there, and then it looks like the drugs are coming from this small, or packages are coming from the smaller companies. So you can't have any... Any of it. Like, it right. all it all has to be banned. Right. Everything has to have the AED. Everything. Not just, you know, things coming in from China or whatever. Because, really, let's get down to really trying to 
understand this terrible epidemic and the the number of drug overdoses has quadrupled since 1999 quadrupled that, that doesn't surprise me i was no. surprised i was like 1999 so to me 1999 was like literally yesterday like in my head I'm yeah going, well what's really you know what's really heroin used to be the bad thing right you know that was the worst thing and everybody was like, "Oh, heroin! That's if you did heroin, man, you were, you were, you were going down." Yeah, it was the it was the worst of the worst. Right. Well, now heroin's not the worst of the worst anymore, and that tells you something. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know now you got to worry that somebody substituted something for your heroin. Right. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Like, it's not even just the heroin; it's other things. Right. You know, that they're pretending that it is. Well, I've been looking up and trying to find information about, and this isn't the first time, I'm doing it again, but I can't find what I'm looking for, which is, you know, I want to know if you can take one fentanyl pill and it will make you overdose, because I don't believe that. My mother had fentanyl patches um, mm -hmm. for her. My mom weighed all of 83 pounds, and she had 150 milligram fentanyl patches that she put on every three days and she would have to write the date on them so she knew when to put the next one on and when to take the other one off okay but that's real fentanyl you're we're right. talking about we're talking the, about cartel ta we're talking unregulated fentanyl. unregulated this is what's coming in from china these okay. people are okay. adulterating it so badly okay that a, if you if you look up on the CDC, I got my information from the CDC website. Right now, in 2019, 70% of the 70,000 deaths in the U.S. involved an opioid overdose. Right. But then do we know how much of that was this fake, this, this unmonitored uh, fentanyl? Well, that is what they started because they noticed the uptick. They noticed yeah. it. They were like, what the, you know, what the fuck yeah. is going on? So now there is an, ex you know, so the CDC is now has, on, they're on it. Okay. Okay. So they're, they're studying it. You know what that comes down to? 136 people die every day from an opioid, opioid, over, yeah. opioid overdose. I mean, yeah. so now they're tracking the overdoses to better find out the link of real fentanyl and the manufactured through China. They're also improving the drug monitoring for prescription drugs through doctors. That also came about. So there's three waves of the opioid overdose starting from the 1999, where nearly 500,000 people died from an overdose involving any op opioid including prescription illicit opioids. This is in 1999. This can, um, so then the first wave began with the increase, with the increasing of prescriptions through doctors. Right. Doctors were getting kickbacks. They were prescribing Mills, them more. Yeah. People were getting more addicted. Okay. Yeah. So that was the 90s. Oxyco Oxycontin. Right. Oxycodone. Oxy right. Yep. Oxys. That's right. Then, then the second wave, began in like 2010 with the rapid increase of the overdosing through heroin. Yeah. And I'll tell you why that. 
The third wave began in 2013 with a significant increase in overdose deaths involving synthetic opioids, particularly those involving illicit manufacturing of fentanyl. Mm. So the market for illicit manufactured fentanyl continues to change and can be found in combination with the heroin Mm -hmm. and the counterfeit pills and the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's the this is the timeline of this thing happening, and what it is is that the fentanyl, it's not the real fentanyl because a lot of people are like, well, fentanyl is legal, not this shit. No, because not okay. only are they making this cutting heroin with it, cutting cocaine with it, and all right. of that. Yeah, but they are making these pretend Xanax. Right. And making pretend oxys. But they're killing their own customers. I mean like why would right. you why would you create something that kills your customer base? I mean you want them to come back and buy more. You don't want them to die. Well, you also have to think that we're not working with the smartest breed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, because they get this fentanyl from China, and then you get, you know, Luke from Barnesville, Kentucky, and decides he's going to make a pill and sell it out as yeah, uh, as an Aunt Xanax, and he's going to tell the girl down the street that it's a Xanax, and he's going to get $10 rich. for it. He thinks he's going to get rich right. off of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that is fucking horrifying. It is horrifying, we watched this do- this documentary series, and I, for the life of me, I can't I can't remember what it was. So I'm going to look it up. I'm going to try to look it up. But um, it was a documentary series about OxyContin, how wow. OxyContin came in, um, and the, and the thing with OxyContin was when the doctors started prescribing that and pushing it in the um, pharmaceutical industry. Oh yeah, what it was was that it was time released. So they were pushing it that it was time-release pain medication, so it was much more effective and, and helpful to people who had chronic pain. But then, you know, when people got addicted to it, they would crush it up and either, you know, sh- shoot it or smoke it or, you know, right. use it not the way it was prescribed or intended, and which made it, you know, not time-released any longer, just a huge fat dose of it. Right, you know? and addictive. Uh, right. And so, um, and it be, and it was, and, and also, even as the time release, even if you used it the way it was prescribed, it was incredibly more addicting than prior versions of pain medications that had been out there. Right. And, and, and they did this intentionally, like they knew it and they kept pushing it. So, and now it's led to, you would think that would be the worst thing that could happen. And of course it wasn't, you know, then it led to, now we're at, at this fentanyl thing where, where this fake fentanyl, where our cousin, so I, I I was just really fighting the idea that my cousin could have taken one pill and it was an overdose. Right. You know, I, I I just really had a difficult time reconciling that information. And if, if I could be made to believe that it's fucking scary as shit. Right. One fucking pill. Yeah, look on the CDC website, and you it'll show you the comparison of an overdose of heroin to an overdose of fentanyl. And fentanyl, I mean, it looks like just one 
tiny, tiny grains of sand at the bottom of this uh, pill bottle. And then the heroin, it's like the pill bottle's like half full. That's right. how, that's the difference in, in the in, making In a, a death-causing de death dose. Right. Now, also, I mean, you if know. you want to talk about fentanyl, fentanyl also in itself, even in its real form, it attaches, not only does it attach to your sensories of endorphins and things, but it doesn't know the difference. So it attaches to your brain where it te where you breathe. You breathe oh, yeah. there. It attaches to your oh. brain waves. It attaches to your muscles. Anything in the brain that that's what kills people is oh. because your brain is blocked from knowing how to breathe. Oh, it's you yeah. know. So so it's what one of the things I was going to get at, and one of the things that I've been because it's our family member that's going through something like this is I'm having to analyze my way of thinking, which even though I was a drug addict, you know, and I made choices that were damaging to myself and my family, it's some, somewhere along the way, I was very sick, you know. I was very sick, and I was, it was very difficult to feel like I had a choice about that stuff. Still, I always think, you know, I had a choice. I had a choice about it. You know, I could put it into me, my body or I could not put it into my body. You know, I mean, it's not that simple. <laughs> but, right. but, but it's still, but that is still an element of it, right? And even I, having gone through all that, still feel a pretty big level of responsibility for what I did, you know, and, and the pain that I caused my family and myself. Well, you know, when you when it gets down to one pill can kill right. you, right? That's not true anymore. Uh, it takes away the responsibility of the person who's doing it. Because like, I mean, it's not our cousin's fault. I mean, how many who out there can say they never took a pill from somebody else's pill container. Exactly. Because they didn't feel well or something, right? Or that somebody gave them a, one of their prescription pills or something. I mean, I think most people have done that once. Oh, yeah. I know I, I have. Yeah. And all that takes is one time and you're dead. Right. And you're dead. Like that takes a, you know, we tend to think that people who overdose, even I, having been a drug addict, I still feel like people who kill themselves with drugs are at least partially responsible for that, you know? Right. Kind of more than partially. Well, that's why this is such a huge epidemic because this isn't this is pay, playing Russian roulette with actually five bullets and one empty casing. Like right. that's what it is. Your odds You're are so bad. Your odds are horrible and right. this is especially since from what i've been told she thought she was borrowing a codone from somebody from somebody she knew right so that that's what i'm talking about that's where the epidemic is coming in this i read this other story it was a horrible story um and it was on cnn about the in louisiana it's really bad 
Um, and I can see that because there's ports everywhere. Yeah. This kid, he had been sober for years and a friend offered him a Xanax because he was having difficulties and he's thinking prescription drug, it's okay, which is a lot of things kids think. Yeah. And it killed him. Uh, it killed one him. pill. One pill. It killed I'm him. I'm just, just blown away by that. Well, like, because fentanyl is a hundred times more potent than morphine. A hundred times. So na- then you get rotten. And that's shit. real fentanyl. You're talking. And that's about. real fentanyl. So you're talking about illegally manufactured. So you don't know the circumstance it was manufactured in. You don't know what the hell they did. And then you're putting that amount and you're crushing it into this lookalike pill. Yeah. That's, and stamping it, maybe stamping it with the wrong, a stamp that says it's something else. Exactly right. I mean, it's not that hard to make a pill. I mean, how many times, you know, I'll dig out some pills out of my whatever and I'll, you know, I'll sit down and check them. What what is this, right? Because it's yeah. it was in the bottom of something, <laughs> you know. So I like I need to know what this is because I'm either going to throw it away or I'm going to save it because it's I'll, I may need it after I have a surgery or if I get strep throat or something, you know. Right. And um, and that could be fentanyl by accident. I mean, I mean not what's not what I have left from years ago. Yeah, well, see, right. if you really thought it was, I mean, if it's you, you you know it came from I got out where I it, got it. Yeah, right. and, and it was a real prescription. Right. Okay, you know where you got it. But but if but, I was take but but if I was taking it from a, you know, granted, I'm like a 50 year old, so most of my friends aren't aren't getting things off the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. just because we're old people and old people don't often do that <laughs> right except some do we don't have I mean, to we get do. it we prescribed yeah because we're because we're old and we fucking need it right <laughs> right you're like here take some pills yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well god darn it and you know i mean i guess part of me was feeling like you know i mean i was putting some of the ownership of it on our cousin. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, she did do, she did take it from somebody else and she yeah. was having issues. Yeah. And she did, but you she, know, somebody, but the thing is, is that it was somebody she trusted. And it's not her fault anymore when no. I realized that, you know, like, you know, I mean, even if she wasn't having issues, even if she wasn't off her, you know, had her medication all screwed up for what she, what her normal condition would be. Right. You know, even if she, I don't care what the fuck she did. Right. If she took one pill and it killed her and it could have killed her and it, hopefully it has not killed her because she's still in a coma. Is she still in a coma? Yeah. We had some good news yesterday. So okay. the good news yesterday was that she was... All her vitals were coming back up. Thank See, the God. last time they tried to take out her vent, they everything went back. My okay. my sister-in-law said everything went haywire and she took two steps back. Okay. So they're waiting for the, I guess they're waiting for the perfect storm right now. For more healing. They vitals. need more healing right. before her, she can, the, the, before her body can take responsibility again of her. Exactly. Of her for her, right. they have to wait for her brain to catch up, to breathe on its own. Oh, my God. 
That's what they're waiting on. So she's trying, which I didn't understand any of this before right. I really did the investigations because I was I was kind of on the fence with you. Like yeah. it's, I was like, you know, what the hell? Like how do you just take one pill? Right. And if we think that way and think about how forgiving and kind of liberal we, we are in the way we think about things and people. Yeah. And, you know, and if we are thinking that way just imagine i mean think about the society at large right how unlikely they are to come to the correct conclusions about these types of things i mean right. society thinks that people who o overdose on drugs are are dirty yeah they do you know i mean that's what they think or they had you know they just had they couldn't handle their emotional problems yeah and they uh the and, and even like worse than that, that they're dirty slash nasty yeah. slash low class right. people who, um, who resort to dope to fix right. their problems, right? right? I mean, that's the unsympathetic, um, empathetic attitude towards people, you know, and, and it's sad. I mean, it's really sad. Sometimes I have a little bit of that. You know, I have yeah. a little bit of that in, no, I get in the it. way that I think. So I have to work on that. But I'm just, it's just a problem that is so unlikely to get healed because the population at large really does see it that way. Yeah. And it's true. And you know what? I even have it written down that it's like, you know, maybe things will change. Maybe things will change and we'll get more people, more of a response from, you know, all the companies that, all the, not companies, but the committees and things like that that need these governing aspects need to get into. If we had the, the cute little blonde suburbanite cheerleader take a, take a Xanax from a friend and drop dead. Right. And, and I, I don't wish that on any family, you know, but, but, but it would take, you know, it would take the CEO's daughter or son right dying right in order for something to change right it right. can't just be these people in louisiana <laughs> right it can't it, be, it be. can't just yeah. be a nobody until right. it's somebody right. that's until it's somebody and that's what's happening because i mean you're you're making horrible horrible mistake by just borrowing or you think you're borrowing a xanax from somebody you know, I mean, I took, I I think I took somebody's Xanax when um, granddaddy died. I, I took a Xanax from my daughter, um, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah, see? While I was on vacation. And, uh, you know, and she got it in Mexico, I think. I'm like, she got a prescription in Mexico for it. Oh, yeah. For herself, you know. But then there's a good question. Could that have been... That could have, I mean, it could have been the regulations fake. for Mexican prescriptions aren't the same. No, not at all. Here, I've got know? Retin A over there, over the counter. Right. So, so you know, I mean, like that. Uh, that makes me worry for my daughter. I mean, you know, I mean, my daughter has anxiety, and so she sometimes she doesn't abuse Xanax, but she sometimes takes it for for anxiety attacks yeah. and uh, managing her being able to manage her stress 
Yeah. Well, and 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 she does not overtake it, but she will, she can't afford it, you know. Right. So she expensive. went to Mexico to get it. And she couldn't get maybe maybe she couldn't get a doctor to prescribe it to her because they've gotten real tight on that. They have gotten um, real tight on that. Right. Um and, I guess and especially the Oxy, they have gotten there because of the well, CDC as they should. study. Oh, you don't need Oxy. No. You can fucking have... Yeah, you can take something else. I mean, I think medication for anxiety is different from medication for pain. And there yes. are many, many uh, different options for pain medication. Right. Many, many. My mom's well, had 5,000 different kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what... Yeah. Your mom... I mean, fentanyl prescribed correctly usually is for cancer patients yeah well that's how bad it is yeah. like you are dying of cancer when they give you that yeah so or or, or you have well i think you're i think you're mistaken i mean it's it's prescribed to people with chronic pain all the time well that's what i mean i was going to say chronic people pain people with yeah it's, people with back problems or people with neck problems or like my mom has this sympathetic nerve disorder right if you are disabled you know, like by the government, can if you're la if you're able to qualify as disabled because of a pain issue, yeah. you're probably getting some fentanyl. <laughs> you probably are. Yeah. yeah. Now my mom, it, she doesn't take it anymore. She doesn't. She doesn't no, have she, the patches. She, she Usually, it's applied with patches. Yeah. Well, that's and that's what she had. She still has like forty of those patches just sitting in her closet. Which I think is crazy. I mean, we need to turn them over to somebody. Yeah, you but, need to get um, rid of them. But she uh, she had this condition that happens. I don't. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, when you take opioids for a long time, uh, right. years, yes. then you can develop this condition where it is a reversal of of the effect that the that the pain medication uh, has on you. So it causes pain as opposed to relieving pain. Oh, so wow. it, it starts to change in, in the chemistry of your, it's probably because your brain chemistry has changed over well, it does, such a long it, time. Normal opioids, you, you develop a tolerance in the brain for it, big time. And the brain and the brain and the respiratory system can only handle so much of that tolerance before it, it's probably fighting back on that. Right. But with the fentanyl, that reason why they did the fentanyl, probably with her, is because fentanyl can override all of that tolerance because right. it hits the brain with such speed. And, and, and yeah, it's hardcore. It's well, hardcore. Well, she had to back off all pain medications. So they gave her, um, because it was causing more pain, I mean, like, if why, if the purpose of taking these eight different kinds of medications is to relieve your pain and you're in worse pain than you've ever been in, then why would you continue to take those medications? Right. So they backed her out of all the pain medication. That must have been horrible. It was. Um, and, and now she's real, if she takes pain medication, she's real susceptible to, we thought what she was susceptible to was like the effects of an OD where where her oxygen mm -hmm. is is uh, displaced and it's CO2, overwhelmingly CO2. But right. what really was happening was she was having strokes. Oh, my gosh. So uh, many strokes that were causing her to 
her that was causing her oxygen to go wrong and 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 changing her med taking a medication after she had been weaned off a of medication was caught i believe the cause of the stroke oh wow each time but so so now she then she took suboxone are you familiar with that no so suboxone is one of these anti opioid drugs it does have an opioid it's also called buprenorphine i think it's something like that so they give that to people when they want to not give them when they want them to not take opioids yeah so it, it will cause a negative effect or it will not allow the opioid to work but okay. it also works as a pain medication and it's typically sublingual, like you put it under your tongue. So my mom would take that. But now my mom has dementia, and it's getting kind of more progressive. Not, it's not that. I mean, she's she. It's not that progressive, but it's enough where she doesn't remember. Like she'll say, like, "Can't I go to a doctor for this problem?" And it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, you've been going to a doctor. You've gone to every conceivable doctor for the last twenty years, you know. <laughs> but she yeah. doesn't remember that she's been to a doctor right and so like she's like how come you guys won't let me go to a doctor it's like well you know I, that's not <laughs> sorry you know you need to start videotaping her and then playing it back for her say see right. you went yeah video to here's a doctor appointment that you went to right <laughs> yes and then she can't get mad at you because yeah, that's she, a good plan yeah you know oh that poor thing well, I mean that is so the fent so these other drugs are overriding her tolerance. Well, now she just doesn't take any of them. Now That's she um yeah, she takes well she'll she'll take the the suboxone sometimes, but she forgets to take it. And then, but then she'll say like my arm and hand hurt so bad and I'm like, "Well, have you, you know, she hasn't even taken an ibuprofen." Oh. I'm like, have you taken anything for? I don't have anything. I don't have anything to take. And the truth is, she does. She has some things she can take, but um, I don't want to encourage her to take them because then she might forget she took them, or she might have a fucking stroke. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, you know, my dad will will dish them out to her. She she doesn't know where they're at, or you know, she knows she has a box of all these heavy duty, uh, all the fentanyl patches and stuff. Yeah. In her closet, but she doesn't go access it. She doesn't know. She has all kinds of medications in there, crazy fucking medications in there, and she doesn't go pull them out and try to take them or anything. Well, it's really weird. It, yeah. I'm like, why do we leave that in there? Like, can't we get rid of that box? No, she'll get upset that we took her medication. I'm like, what? You know, just take that shit and fucking get rid of it. Right. Why do we even have it? Yeah, you shouldn't. I Fentanyl know. packet patches, No. I know, and I can't convince, I just, you know, you can't, it, this is the struggle that lots of people have because, you know, when your parents get older and they're still adults, you know, yeah. they still are allowed to make decisions about their own lives and, you know, you can't go in there and boss them around and, and force right. them to do things and, um, you know, it's just, it's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah it is, because it's yeah. not like your kids where you, you know, once upon a time, you had power. <laughs> right. You know, right. You never had power. So. You know, you're not going to have power over them, you know, and mm. they're going to resent anything you ever try to force. So, right. I mean, so, uh, well, we can be grateful that the older people are less likely to get this kind of uh, street fentanyl, you know. Yeah. I mean, at least we can be lucky about that. Right. 
But you do have to be careful with even prescription fentanyl because of the way it attaches to you. People don't realize how much it attaches to your respiratory system. That like, may very well be the reason why my mom keeps having these strokes where she can't breathe. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the fact that she used fentanyl for so long. Yeah, it could be. Because fentanyl, it, it goes right to your respiratory system and then it, it acts so quickly, so quickly. And, I mean, it's so dangerous and so fast that people do not normally recover. We are so grateful that my niece is at least in a hospital bed right now. Yeah. So, at the, at the very least, we have hope. Right. Well, I just donated to the GoFundMe to try to help them a little bit. And um, did you see that Angela set that up? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and um, I've been sending you know intermittent messages to Jeremy to tell him how amazing I think he is, and and that you know that I understand that this is happening to him right. too. I mean, everybody feels like it's happening to his wife, but it, this is happening to him. Right, and he is 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 taking care of those kids and trying to figure out how to survive. Right. And, exactly um, right. You know. And that's what happens to these families. So, you know, I'm, we're going to clean this up a little bit. Yeah. Because between the CDC and the D DEA and the U.S. Customs, we really should be getting a better hold on this epidemic soon. Because we do have a new committee that has been put in place to start enacting all the things that that STOP Act was supposed to do three, four years ago. So that's good. A committee has been done to try to get that done. So that's the good news. The bad news is until this stops happening, happening to just marginalized communities, it's not going to be quick enough. More right. people are going to die. I mean, because this is happening to the poor, to the black, to the, you know, people that drug addicts, to Hispanics, to people that um, some see don't count. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why it's been taken four years. Yeah. But hopefully going forward, I read that on the CDC website, I read that the committees have started. The next, the next thing is to try to get every package entering this country a AED on it and making sure that it's sent back, destroyed, confiscated, whatever yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And we also need to discuss that, you know, addiction hits all families, people, yeah. all families. Yeah. Whether you're an alcoholic, which is a better brand of addiction somehow. Ugh, or but it isn't. It isn't, but... People think it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's more because it's legal. highlighted. Yeah, it's because real. it's legal. Right. It's legal. Exactly. So you're not going out into the streets looking for <laughs> cocaine or whatever. Yeah, well, isn't it funny as we've, you know, as we've made uh, THC and marijuana legal in all these places, you don't have people strung out on marijuana, do you? Mm -mm. You know, marijuana doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Marijuana doesn't make you strung out and OD. Right. Yes. You know, you know some, <laughs> some people will call, you know, 
these families with addictions, whether they be rich or they be poor, it's it's the difference between saying, um, you know, I oh my daughter's off to a wellness retreat, or my daughter's in rehab. You know, right. it's like what's right. the a wellness to... retreat. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what that's the difference. If if right. your rich, snotty friend says my daughter's at a wellness retreat, I bet your bottom dollar she's fucking in rehab. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> so, right. I mean, we've got to stop putting the stigma on shit. Yeah. And making sure that people know that I mean, it's it's a problem. It's our I body. learned something important today, you know? Yeah. Um, realize, that was the light bulb moment for me, realizing that this is illegal. This is not manufactured in the United States, not regulated fentanyl we're talking about, and one pill can kill you. Like, right. that blows my fucking mind and changes everything for me about what right. I think about it. And I have to release, I have to say something to my sister-in-law too, because um, she's, we were texting back and forth. She sends me updates yeah. of what's happening. Um, it's just too, it's too crushing for Walter to have to have a phone call and he doesn't text very well. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I yeah. get these bits and pieces from him. So I just let Janine do it for me. Right. And um, she was like, yeah, I don't understand why fentanyl is legal. And so I kind of texted her. I should have probably called her, but she's working and trying to take care of some of the babies. And so, and so I don't, I want to be involved in the information. I don't want to have them have to repeat themselves a thousand times. For yeah, people. you don't want to be a burden. Exactly. An additional, additional uh, job for right. them to do. They don't right. need an additional job right now. Right. Um, so I, you know, I said to her a little bit, I said, well, technically the legal fentanyl is probably not what she got. It's like, you know, and so I went through that, you know, I kind yeah. of texted her this small thing about how it, it, what it does and how bad it is. And so, cause maybe she's feeling like you. Right. I'm I, right. I mean, as much as you love someone, you know, what's in the back of your mind, you may not speak it, you know, right. but what's in the back of your mind. If right. you don't have all the information, Right. You know, and so a lot of people I, don't yeah. even know that information, period. Right. If I didn't know, I'm telling you, fuckloads of people don't know because I know a lot about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Having done a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel very educated about, about that subject matter. Right. And I did not know that, you know, and it is life changing information about for me, you know, about how I perceive other people. Right. So that's, you know, I, I, that needs to be screamed from the rooftops. It does. And this, and when they say opioid epidemic, it does not necessarily mean that you went to your doctor and got a prescription. Right. And then, and then, so what you, what I tended to think was you go to the doctor, you get a prescription, you get hooked on it. They, you can't keep getting it from your doctor. You move to heroin um, on the street, and then somebody slips some fentanyl in your heroin. I right. mean, that's kind of the the scenario that seems most typical to me. And but that is, and it absolutely happens. It does that's, happen, but that's just one way that it happens. It's just one There's tiny little way. There's thousands of ways that it happens, I guess, yeah. you know? Hundreds, thousands, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that, like, 
when I was reading this thing with the CDC, I didn't know like people, they, these drug people would, the cartels will uh. literally make and crush these tiny little pills, like make these little pills and uh -huh. make them purposely look like Xanax and or, Oxy. Right. Or, yeah. or Percocet or whatever. Yeah, or Percocet right. or something that people would, everyday people will take. It's almost as if they are on purpose trying to They're make a nation us. of addiction. Oh, yeah. Because these oh, are of course they are. pills. Yeah, because that's what their industry, that's how they get rich. Right. So, you know, when you said, why would they kill their customer? That kind of wrapped around my, around my head, like, yeah, why would they? And then when we go full circle on this, that's it's, why. Well, they're, they're really not, just, they're, they're experimenting. They're, they're yeah. experimenting and they're trying to make people addicted. Right. So they're just and, playing And they the fuck odds. up and they kill people by accident. Right. 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 Exactly. And the right. whole batch that went out, that already got sent, you know, yes. that's being distributed all over the place. Yes. Will kill people. Yes. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, it, it goes from, I mean, from the postal service, the international postal service to your front door, period. Wow. And the, I know. And it's I'm scared almost, to send anything through the postal service. <laughs> It's, I know. I know. I know. I had a, I mean, I had a cousin that went to jail for seven years for sending pot through the mail. Oh, God. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. These people have packages that are forever, you know, just are full of highly, highly criminal content. Right. And they don't get anything. Because yeah. there's nobody at the border going. Nobody's paying attention. Right. Nobody's paying right. attention. And they say we need more jobs. Well, get on it. <laughs> there's plenty of fucking opportunity for jobs right there. Right. The U.S. And Postal good, Service. And, and pay them worth the shit. Maybe they'll do a good job. We'll U.S. See. Postal Service, DEA, um, yeah. the, the Border Control, Customs, all of those people need people. Yeah, and they but they need to realize they need people and they need to be willing to hire people and pay people. And that's right. the problem with all of it. Well, hopefully our money will go into that because, I mean, now that once the unemployment stops, the the big, you know, those big gray unchecks, let's make sure that infrastructure includes some of these jobs. Yeah, it would be nice, right? Well, yeah. we can we can hope until our hope is dashed in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> I know our poor well, little. That's hopes. unfortunate, but I'm still going to try to be a happy person anyway. That's right. We've yeah. got to. I mean, yeah. we end up discussing almost, uh, you know, things that are critically not fun to talk about. I know. And <laughs> here we are. We got to be happy about this depressing shit. Come on. <laughs> we have to. We have to look at the bright side, and that's why I wanted to throw in a little bright side. But yeah. You have to look at the bright side and, um, yeah, well, you know, we need to make a couple of bright side podcasts. <laughs> we should pick something that isn't like horribly depressing to talk about. Right. Sometime soon. Uh, sometime soon. I know yeah. we do. Oh, well, coming up next week, we'll be discussing, you're going to love this, gun oh, violence. What? Gun, vi gun violence? <laughs> Fuck. The there's week. nothing happy about that. No. And the word of the week is gun control. Okay. We have, well. yeah, we had, uh, what is it? Uh, would they say something like 500 people were shot in Chicago over the 4th of July I don't say weekend. that. Morgan's moving to Chicago. It scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, I don't. 
There, there was I a kid. There was a kid at Matthew's store the other day. Um, I, so we'll end on this, and I'll tell you because I won't remember next week. <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, so there was a kid working at Matthew's store, and I say kid, he was like 20-ish, 20 years old. And I guess on his break at lunch or whatever, he was over at the gas station of the store. It's a Walmart, so he's at the Walmart gas station. Uh, And he's having some kind of argument with his girlfriend in the car, and he had a gun in his lap. Oh, my God. So he picked it up, and it was above the... um, window where people could see and somebody a customer came in and reported it so they had to go back and look at the video and stuff and you know in texas you can just fucking carry a gun (laughs) you don't have to it doesn't matter who you are you can just have a gun and carry it around i guess right what but walmart fired him yeah he had he had a gun on property Next week, we'll be talking about gun violence, and the word of the week will be gun control. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a comment so we can discuss whatever you might be talking about. Share us with your friends and keep the conversations going at Facebook, What the F America, Instagram, What the F underscore America, Twitter at WTF America, email. Email us at WTFAPod at gmail. I'm Renee Jones. And I'm Melissa House. And thanks for listening to What What the the Fuck fuck America? America.